What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sunday edition of Gadget Reason Radio. And this episode today is going to serve as my first ever full audio review of a tech product. So this is something I hope to be doing more of in the future. And I'd love to get feedback from you guys as to whether or not you appreciate this or like this type of uh, content. I can't say that I've ever really listened to a tech review of a product through audio only. So this is definitely going to be an interesting new experiment for me. But Um, I picked something that is relatively easy to talk about because it's not an entirely new product, but it's a new version of a product. And today we're going to be talking about the OnePlus 5 in soft gold. So let's go ahead and just jump right in and get started with the review. Now, if you already have heard or seen any of the reviews of the OnePlus 5, then there isn't really going to be anything new here. The soft gold color looks incredible and it's definitely one of the nicest looking smartphones I've ever seen, but the phone itself is still the same model of OnePlus 5 that was released just a few months ago. Now, I personally have never done a review, um, video or otherwise, of the OnePlus 5 yet, so this is gonna be my one and only review of the OnePlus 5, and it just so happens that I'll be using the limited edition soft gold version to do my review and give you my thoughts and impressions. Now, I owned the original OnePlus. That was a phone that I was extremely excited about. But back then, OnePlus was a really small company. And in order for them to control the supply and demand of the OnePlus, they had to utilize this sort of invitation, sort of raffle almost system where, you know, you had to get an invite to be able to go and purchase the OnePlus. And they continued this on with future versions of the OnePlus until I believe the OnePlus 3 was where they finally had gotten big enough where they could actually have a good supply chain and build up a a decent amount of inventory before releasing the phone to the masses. Now, even with the original OnePlus, it was really apparent that OnePlus was trying to do something unique with these phones. They wanted flagship quality presentation and flagship quality performance without the flagship price. So my initial thoughts or opinions about OnePlus products are already sort of predisposed to thinking that these are gonna be high quality products. But even with that being said, man, they have really stepped things up with the OnePlus 5. Everything from the package to the hardware itself is easily on par with the most maniacal attention to detail you could expect from companies like Apple. Everything from the tight suction of the lid to the molded plastic interior that hugs the OnePlus 5 securely in place inside the box and the perfectly wrapped and displayed charging cable is simply exquisite. It's very easy to forget while you're unboxing and setting up your OnePlus 5 that it's a $479 unlocked and carrier-free phone. It makes you really question why Samsung Galaxy 8s and the iPhones of the world need to cost $750 and up. Running through the specs of the OnePlus 5 really quickly, you have a 5.5 inch 1920 by 1080 AMOLED screen covered in Corning Gorilla Glass 5. The processor is a Snapdragon 835 octa-core paired with an Adreno 540 GPU. The version I'm using has 64 gigabytes of storage and six gigabytes of RAM. There's also a 128 gigabyte storage with eight gigabytes of RAM, which not only is overkill, but it's also only available in the black version. The cameras on the OnePlus 5 are one of the areas that they really wanted to improve over previous versions. And the OnePlus 5 has a 16 megapixel front-facing selfie camera, a 16 megapixel rear camera with an f 1.7 24 millimeter lens, and a 20 megapixel rear-facing camera with an f 2.6 36 millimeter lens with phase detection autofocus. It's capable of 4K video recording at 30 frames per second and it comes with Android 7.11 Nougat out of the box. Now this is obviously skinned with the OnePlus Oxygen OS that they've been using for the previous few phones and it's basically like stock Android with a few extra bells and whistles added. 
When you first pick up the OnePlus 5, it feels super premium. The soft gold finish is one of the nicest I've seen on any smartphone, and it definitely looks like it could have come out of a Foxconn factory making Apple devices. And the gold on my version is very similar to the color of gold that's on iPads and iPhones. It's a little bit lighter and softer and has a little bit of a slightly less orange tint to it. The build quality of the phone is outstanding and the nice details all around it, like the textured mute switch, uh, which is back from previous models, all feel really, really well made and nothing jiggles or rattles and there's definitely no gaps or anything in any part of the finish. It's, it's definitely a very well-made device. Now, speaking of that AMOLED display, I've had a love-hate relationship with AMOLED screens for quite a while. In my opinion, most of the Samsung phones with AMOLED displays are a little bit oversaturated and, and super blown out colors, and I'm not really a fan. And I usually will use some of the other color profiles to turn that punchiness down just a little bit. And that same thing could be said for the OnePlus 5 display. It's definitely punchy with super bright saturated colors, inky blacks, and it's everything you'd expect from an AMOLED screen. And in my opinion, the 1920 by 1080 resolution is just fine. I've talked a lot about pixel pushing in the past, which is kind of like a, a phrase that I coined um, for the fact that everybody in the tech media industry, as well as the phone manufacturers and TV manufacturers, have all seemed to really be on this mission to push pixels upon us like like a crack dealer pushing drugs on the street corner it's it really is like they've tried to forcibly make us convinced that anything below a certain resolution is just terrible to look at and you know for my money a really well-made and high quality 1920 by 1080 display looks just fine I still cannot be fully convinced that going above that for a five to six inch screen that I'm gonna hold three feet from my face is necessary, though I do realize that most people will probably disagree with that. It seems like just about everybody but me has been brainwashed into thinking that a 1920 by 1080 display screen is just terrible these days, and I really just don't agree with that at all. So the setup process for the OnePlus 5 was incredibly fast. The Snapdragon 835 and six gigabytes of RAM kept things moving at blazing speeds. Uh, I never noticed any kind of lag or hiccups or anything like that. And this was even while I was installing multiple apps, updating things, logging into different applications and organizing numerous of other apps all over the phone all at once. So let's talk a little bit about what it's like to use the hardware, you know, out in the real world. So I wanted to start by talking about the fingerprint sensor on the OnePlus 5. The fingerprint sensor on the OnePlus 5 is absolutely hands down the fastest I've ever used. It is literally instantaneous and it beat my iPhone 7 Plus every single time. It's crazy. I mean, the, the second you tap your finger to the home button slash fingerprint sensor, the phone immediately just unlocks and, and the screen lights up. It's, it's, it's the fastest fingerprint sensor I've ever seen and I've tested quite a few. The soft buttons are super responsive. The one problem I did have though is that they're very easily pressed when using the phone in landscape mode. So when watching videos or playing games, it was a little difficult to find a good place to put my thumb to avoid hitting the home or back or menu buttons. There were numerous times during my testing while watching videos or playing games that a stray finger tap on the soft buttons would completely take me out of my experience. So that was definitely something I found to be a little bit of a nuisance, but not anything that would really ruin the entire experience. The display, as I mentioned earlier, looked incredible for everything from games to videos, browsing the web and reading. It's definitely a high quality display. And like I said, the fact that it's only 1080p, and I say only in air quotes, the fact that it's only 1080p really shouldn't throw anybody off at all. If you saw the OnePlus 5, you know, in person, I think most people would be more than satisfied with the quality of the screen. Now, if you were to stand side by side with a Galaxy S8 or something else, you might be able to see the difference, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the 
difference is really that important because in most real world scenarios, you're not going to be doing a side by side comparison and your eyes will be perfectly adjusted to the 1080p AMOLED display of the OnePlus 5. Now, talking a little bit about the OS. So the Oxygen OS that OnePlus has been developing for the past few years is a really well-made version of the Android operating system. It feels really, really close to the stock Android experience with just a few tweaks being added. It reminds me a lot of like a really good custom ROM if you were ever into this sort of modding scene when it comes to Android devices, which I did pretty much to every Android phone I've ever owned. And it definitely feels like something I would have chosen to put on an Android phone in the past. The lightweight feel of the OS combined with the Snapdragon 835 and the generous amounts of RAM that the OnePlus 5 has at its uh, disposal definitely made for a great user experience. I personally never experienced any lag or stuttering, even when using multiple apps at once and doing a lot of multitasking. The phone just chewed up everything I threw at it without a hitch. The camera on the OnePlus 5 is one of the areas that they really wanted to focus on improving because it's the one area where OnePlus 5 has really been falling behind other devices. The new cameras on the OnePlus 5 fared much better in low light and indoor situations than previous OnePlus models. Outdoors, the dynamic range was pretty good and I definitely would say it holds up with most of the big boys out there. Now don't get me wrong, the iPhones and the Samsungs out there are always going to be considered some of the best smartphone cameras available. With Apple, it definitely has a lot to do with the fact that they make the hardware and the software, so everything is working together in a nice cohesive environment. But when it comes to things like Samsung, they've just been developing and honing their camera skills and pouring lots of money into research and development for the past few years to try and catch up to people like Apple. So I would say that while the OnePlus 5 camera may not win any camera shootouts against the Apples and the Samsungs of the world, it's still a great smartphone camera that most people will definitely appreciate. And I don't think that too many people would have a problem with the quality of the images that you get out of the OnePlus 5. So I've only been using the OnePlus 5 for a few days, but being that I test lots of different smartphones, I have a pretty good handle on what kind of things to look for and what kind of expectations I might have for a new device. And I can honestly say that the OnePlus 5 is an incredibly impressive smartphone, especially when you look at the fact that you can buy it unlocked to take onto any carrier that you choose for $479. That is a huge price difference between something like a Samsung Galaxy S8 or an iPhone 7 or iPhone 7 Plus. And when you start to really break things down, I'm convinced more than ever that the extra bells and whistles and some of the gimmicky features that are being applied to a lot of these high-end flagship smartphones are really completely unnecessary. And I don't really know why people are still drawn into all these different marketing gimmicks. At the end of the day, the reason why I still use an iPhone 7 Plus or an iPhone product from Apple is because I'm very heavily invested into the Apple ecosystem. I have very logical reasons for why using an iPhone just makes my life easier. Now, for other people, I can certainly see that Android might be the exact same case for them. And if that is the case, you have plenty of options when it comes to using an Android phone. So specifically, if you're an Android fan or, you're, or if you're just anti-Apple, then I really couldn't understand why anybody would choose to buy something like the Galaxy S8 over something like the OnePlus 5. Now, I get it, there are definitely some unique and cool features to the Galaxy S8, and some of the design elements definitely make it stand out. But you're getting an incredibly powerful, incredibly fast phone with a really great display and a really good camera, and all of that wrapped up in a really nicely designed phone. It's sleek, it's thin, it's made of all aluminum with chamfered edges, all the nice buzzwords that you like to hear from any flagship device, and you're getting it for the price of $479. 
Even with this relatively significant price increase over the starting price for previous OnePlus phones, there's still no denying that all that money went into creating a more premium product. And at the end of the day, I think that most people would have a device like this and never ever have a need to feel like they were missing out or that they took a, a step down or that they had maybe purchased something that was of lesser quality than some of the other big flagship phones that will be released later on this year or that have already been released so far in 2017. If there's anything that I would want people to take away from this review, it's simply this. Everything that I've been preaching to my friends and family and people that ask me my opinions on tech products for years is continuously getting proven correct. And that is that basically all of the tech products that we have access to now are so incredibly powerful and so good that even taking something that might not be the quote unquote best of of any model is still gonna give you an incredible experience. I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that would create a best smartphones of 2017 list and not include the OnePlus 5 on it. Obviously the Samsung Galaxy S8 or maybe the iPhone 7 or the iPhone 8 when it's released might end up being the one and two spots on that list. But just because the OnePlus 5 is five out of five on a best of smartphones list of 2017 or whatever year it is, doesn't mean that it's something you should ignore or scoff at. Too many times people see these reviews for the best of best TVs of 2017, best smartphone of 2017, and immediately want to know what number one is so they can go out and purchase that top spot item. So many people are hung up on the idea of having to have the winner. They wanna be on the winning team or have the best product. And this is a big part of what has led to this sort of fanboy epidemic that goes around where people on the internet will troll each other to oblivion to you know defend products that they've purchased it's because they really need to feel that they are on the winning side and if they start to feel that they're not it's like their whole world starts to fall apart so you can take my word for it the oneplus 5 in any color is an incredible smartphone and will definitely hold its own against the big boys for probably the next 18 to 24 months and you would be saving a ton of money that you could go use to buy all the accessories that you want or maybe go buy yourself a Nintendo Switch. So that's been my review of the OnePlus 5 in soft gold. If you guys have any questions or want to know some specific things about the OnePlus 5 or my experiences with it, you can drop me some questions on social media. Find me at Gadget Reason, or you can leave a comment here on the Anchor app, or you can give me a call in here on the app as well. So find me however you want to find me and ask your questions. That's it for today. I will talk to you guys on Monday with the tech download. Have a good one.